On today's show, we talk about the passing of a Polynesian legend, some new 45th anniversary merchandise that is available, and the pathway near Spaceship Earth is now gonzo. All these stories and much more on episode 259 of the Capture the Magic podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Expedition Roasters. So if you enjoy Fantastic Coffee and Disney, which if you're listening to this, I would assume you at least like Disney, then you will like Expedition Roasters. They have great coffee uh, that is themed after lots of Disney items and Disney rides, Disney things, and even some Universal items, some Harry Potter things if you're into that. So if you go over to ExpeditionRoasters.com and use the promo code CTM15, you can save 15% off of every single order you place. And if you order $49 worth of merchandise, you also get free shipping. So, and if you don't know where to start, they have sampler packs. Um, you're not really gonna go wrong with any flavor. It's all great. It's subtly you know, flavored, but it's really good beans. So if you're a fan of coffee, um, you, will, you will definitely enjoy this. So again, go to expeditionroasters.com and use the promo code CTM15 to let them know we sent you there. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I am joined by my other co-host, uh, as Jamie uh, is, we have some sick kids in the house, and recording together wasn't going to work out. So I'm joined by my other co-host, Mr. Jeremy Stein. So, Jeremy, how are you doing? And thank you for filling in. Oh, of course. Always happy to be able to fill in. I'm doing <coughs> doing pretty good. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the kiddos are getting better there it's so bad it stinks having sick kids it does and especially at the same time it's yeah, like yeah. Our, the baby thor he he had a cold and then like the next day our daughter started feeling bad and we're like at the same time this is awesome but <laughs> uh they seem to be better so hopefully they and hopefully we don't catch it because you know we're we've got to move our entire life here in like two weeks so like i'd i would like yeah. to not do that while under the weather would be ideal so yeah for uh, sure, but yeah. So and we were figuring out like before we went live here. I was talking to Jamie, and like our daughter was feeling better, but um, we're just busting at the seams. We don't have any room here, and and so we're just like, even if they're feeling better, we still don't have time to record this. So yeah, this is what helps with the network because Jeremy can hop on and yeah, and he he's he likes Disney news. He's there. He, it's he cool. enjoys it. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, as we said last episode, in case you didn't hear it, uh, Jamie and I will be moving down to the florida area uh five about five minutes away from chairman ronda actually so we will be not only will we uh be co-host and and you know ctm network uh i don't know what you call it comrades i guess we'll be neighbors <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get a sweater like mr rogers that's that's fair i have and, I'll, I'll break mine out and when it's 85 degrees i i'm then i'm gonna regret it but well you just uh, cut the sleeves off obviously that's true just turn it into <laughs> jersey shore people be like oh no but uh but yeah so we're in the midst of of all that and, and getting you know mo- moving is always stressful but yeah you know, like jamie and i've never lived anywhere outside of where we live so yeah this whole moving cross-country thing is just like oh my gosh there's so much because it's like it would be really bad you get down there and you're like and we forgot that <laughs> <laughs> 
Did we forget our? T- yeah, we forgot our bed. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go back and get it. I'll be back in three weeks. I mean, right. what, and what's was crazy? I was talking to my dad about it because obviously he lives down in Florida and he grew up here, and he was like, you know, it's it's wild. He goes, it's it's stressful to think about, but he's like, you know, back in the day when they went west, the, the people just packed up their lives and were like, all right, well, we're gonna head this way and we may die, but we're gonna. And it's like when you think about it that way, you're like, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's not, it's not too big of a deal compared to that when that you think about like just how people did that back then like it's crazy oh yeah well hopefully you don't get dysentery so that's what that's i always my goal. got in the oregon trail that's <laughs> my I goal played that that's any goal when i go to florida i'm like okay just don't get dysentery <laughs> and uh hopefully hopefully things will turn out well but uh before we get to the news i just want to remind you to check out some of the other shows on the capture magic network we have the Diz dudes which is jeremy and myself every wednesday but we do a live stream uh of that episode into club 32 every tuesday uh usually you know we may do it early we did it early afternoon uh this past week and it it seemed like that was a good time for everybody had a a good group there and it it might be easier for us so that time changes for us but uh coming up very soon we'll be in person doing that but um if you join the live streams you can be part of those episodes and they're really fun so if you go to ct uh, yeah ctmvip.com uh, you can see about joining Club 32 there with everything else you're going to get as well with much more content coming your way with all of us being in the same spot. Uh, we have Main Street Magic Podcast with Jeremy and Rhonda. And you guys, what did you guys talk about on your latest episode? Uh, we listened to Rhonda try and read menus from Festival of the Arts. And she is just about uh, as as good as you are at reading menus. So it's quite enjoyable. We should have a show where we just read menus. I think so. Then, yeah. I, that's going to be required at some point. <laughs> <laughs> See, my problem is I, I, I make an earnest effort because I don't like being bad at things, and it just makes it worse. Cause it's yeah. Just, yeah. Rhonda kind of just bails. She'll get halfway through a word, and then she just kind of like trails off or just th- turns it into something ridiculous. It See, was, I should funny. do that, and then I, yeah. I get determined. Like, my determination side kicks in, and then it's just like, no, just just stop, Jerry. You're not going <laughs> to work. Uh, and on this uh, channel or feed, whatever you want to call it as well, we also have Trip Tales with Jamie. Uh, that's twice a month now, so that's, that's had a big... Uh, that's been a big hit so uh, and, and i know that she's looking i think she's all good for the next couple of months but if you got some future trips planned um you can email her at uh, hello just he- send it to hello at capture the magic network.com and uh, put trip tales in the subject and then we'll shoot it over to her because i have no clue what she does with those that's jamie's <laughs> own operation no clue it's like the corner of the <laughs> corner of the network i'm like what goes on over there and she's like don't worry about it I'm like okay don't look <laughs> just as long as I don't know I'm sure it'll go well so uh, and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or left us a review we'd please ask you to do so so alright well we don't have a ton of news stories it's actually a little bit slow which isn't too shocking given the first of the year it's you know kind of I don't know there's never too much stuff going on but uh, I will hand it over to Jeremy I'll kind of steer the reins from here and then I will read the stories and then at the end here we're going to go a little discussion about some uh Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge type stuff too. So, because Jeremy's been many, many times. I've been once, but I've uh, Jeremy's been more. So we're going to kind of talk about that, and uh, so got that to look forward to. So take it away, Jeremy. All righty. Well, first uh, we are going to start with a, a sad story. Uh, an auntie Kauai uh, has passed away, uh, who was a staple of the Polynesian Village Resort. Yep, uh, this article is from Disney Parks blog. It says, a moment for Auntie Kauai. Uh, I, I think, I don't want to say this wrong. Kauai, Ka- I'm trying to think how to say this correctly. Kauai, I believe. 
Isn't that what we said? Yeah, somewhere around there. I probably but- yeah, butchered it. I think so. I very <laughs> much apologize. I got that wrong. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible names, but... Uh, said so the spirit of Aloha ran deep at Walt Disney World last week as we received the news that surrounded by her loving uh, family, um, uh, basically she said, known to our cast and guests alike as Auntie Kauai, uh, had pa- had peacefully passed away. Uh, she'd been por- performing in Hawaii um, when Disney talent scouts recruited her to come to California and dance the hula three times a day in Adventureland. In 1971, she traveled to Florida as an opening day cast member to launch the first dinner show, Luau, at the Polynesian Village Resort. It was supposed to be a three-month assignment, but Florida agreed with her and punctuated by occasional returns to Hawaii to participate in hula festivals, Antikai uh, stayed on. Uh, says, in time, uh, she became a cultural ambassador at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. Uh, greeting guests with her handmade lays and grass skirts and teaching guests and cast alike to dance the hula as she happily swayed in her brightly colored, I believe it's Moo Moo, and strummed her ukulele. Uh, a photograph with a smiling Auntie Kai became a coveted treasure for hundreds of thousands of guests, and children sought her out when families returned for vacations. Uh, says, the day after she passed, Walt Disney World Resort President Josh Diamaro visited her home resort with Thomas Mazalum, uh, Senior Vice President of Resorts and Transportation. Together with cast members of the Polynesian, they gathered at sunset to remember their longtime friend in Hawaiian and English song. So, sad uh, about that. But And I don't know if I ever, you know, I, I see a picture of her now. I don't know if I ever ran into her. I've been in at, the, at the Polynesian the, the times we have, but... Um, just reading a lot of stuff that people just, it was kind of what, there was a guy that, um, I think recently passed. It was like that at Grand Floridian too. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I would recognize someone. I we've done the spirit of Aloha show a little while ago. And of course we were just at the Polynesian staying in, in July. Um, but boy, opening day from 1971. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I'm almost 50 years just at Walt Disney world. So very, very cool. It makes you wonder if you're, you'll see that in the next like 50, you know, there'll be people that. I hope so, but you never know. I mean, corporate stuff is much different than it used to be. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, next, we're going to talk about some merchandise in the 45th anniversary merchandise celebrating Carousel of Progress and Space Mountain. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, it says, on January 15th, Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World will invite, which was yesterday at the time of this recording, so this week, uh says we'll invite uh, guests to commemorate the 45th anniversary of Space Mountain and Carousel Progress with new merchandise that will be available at Tomorrowland Light and Power Company Shop. Uh, the merchandise will include a wide variety of items such as hoodies, baseball caps, water bottles, limited edition pin, and passholder exclusive limited edition uh, pin celebrating Sp- uh, Space Mountain's theme. Uh, says guests should be sure to check out the customizable merchandise kiosk inside Tomorrowland Light and Power Company for an on-demand T-shirt design that honors the attraction's milestone as well. Um, and they also have some Pandora charms for it uh, for Space Mountain. Uh, they've got some pins. So T-shirt looks kind of cool. It's not bad. I, I don't really care for a lot of times the T-shirt stuff they do, but this design it, it looks a little bit better. So I'm sure that'll be on sale still um, for a while there. So Yeah, I, I could see picking up the Carousel of Progress. I don't think I'm a big enough a fan of Space Mountain where it's merchandise if it doesn't have like a, a photo of aspirin or something on it. That's what it should be included. 
starting to say they need mm-hmm. Excedrin and just I got a headache. I rode Space Mountain and all I got was this headache. I yeah. like it. <laughs> oh, all right. Next, we are going to talk uh, movies and Walt Disney Studios gets 23 Oscar nominations. Yep. It says hooray for Hollywood. The 2020 Oscar nominations were announced this morning in Walt Disney Studios, along with Disney, Pixar, and its 20th Century Fox and Fox Searchlight Studios, made the esteemed list with 23 nominations. Um, so they're, all the categories they got were things like uh, motion picture, actress in a supporting role, adopted screenplay, all this stuff. So you can check out the article here, but basically they just... Uh, got a whole bunch of nominations and they'll probably win i would assume they'll win a few of these so um as disney's been doing pretty good the studio lately so there you go yeah and, and and to be fair i guess a lot of these are actually i think there's like six nominations out of those that are for jojo rabbit which is fox searchlight which is technically a disney property now but it's interesting when you start throwing in the fox movies how much more they control uh ford versus ferrari's in here a few times um so there's certainly a lot that aren't really disney studios even though disney owns those studios now so interesting yeah and they get yeah they they'll take the credit for it i'm sure oh no doubt i would too (laughs) um all right next we're gonna move on to a little bit of uh, construction news uh pathway on the left of spaceship earth completely demolished yeah uh this here you can see there's some images in here that show it and uh it's I will hopefully get to see here pretty soon, but uh, it says, with the Gateway Gifts gift shop now closed for refurbishment, uh, crews have closed off the pathway that runs under the left side of Spaceship Earth in front of the shop. Uh, it says, take a look at the walkway closures, and you can see below the pathway that runs under Spaceship Earth and to the left is now behind planters as work continues uh, behind it. It says, on the other side, the pathway is blocked off near guest relations, creating a dead end at the moment. And um, there's a map in here that shows, you know, it shows you the part that's not there. But uh, Disney has even some ropes up near the exit to Spaceship Earth, encouraging guests to not head towards the dead end unless they need to visit guest relations. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, as will be the case for, you know, a while, Epcot's going to be under construction in a lot of different places. But um, and they, you, there's some pictures here of showing some of the work being done Um so if you're interested in looking at construction pictures, you can check out the uh, show notes in there. And there. But, but yeah, Epcot's going to be under construction for a you know, couple of years, I would say, at the very least. Yeah, it's it's a mess. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Well, and it's and it's a it's a front facing mess. You know, unlike Hollywood really Studios, is. where all the construction really was behind the scenes because you were you were you know they tore stuff down, closed it off. It's crazy to walk through Epcot right now, where I mean, it's just construction in the middle of the park. And every time, you know, we've been three or four times since they started, and we'll be there again Sunday, and every single time it's different. Like, so the first, you go one time, and you're like, oh, we can just go right up here to the right. And then you go next week, and they're like, nope, you can't go that way anymore. We've tore it down. You got to go to the left. So, yeah, it is, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it affects Epcot over the next couple of years here. Yeah. And we saw the beginnings of that in August. And even mm-hmm. then, it, it was very, it was just like, oh, wow, this is going to be like weird. Yeah. And you're right, a lot of the Hollywood studios, it wasn't so much in your face. So I'm very curious as to how that's going to go. I mean, you know, I, I'm always fine with these things because I, I know at the end of it we're going to get better stuff. So I don't really don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. But 
I'm very curious how people are going to deal with this because it is going to be just right in your face for yeah. a couple of years. So I, I think World Showcase will help save the day as it normally has been for Epcot yes. for the past few years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that and the festivals. I mean, at least yeah. they can still run those through World Showcase and not be interrupted, and that'll still get people out there. So I don't think I don't think Epcot's going to be hurting. <laughs> no, and I think what they'll do, because I think the plan is to have direct access to World Showcase in the future anyway, so they're going to probably yep. do that first so that when you come in, you can just go right back to World Showcase and not have to see as much construction unless you want to. So that would be probably my guess as to how quickly they'll do that. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, and there's there's still tons going on. So if you haven't been to Epcot a while and you're, and you're going soon and you're thinking, hey, I'll go to my favorite Starbucks location right there. Nope, you can't. It's gone. Uh, there's yeah. a temporary one. Well, um, yeah, and if you think about it, you got uh, middle section where Starbucks was is gone. Fountain of yep. Nations is gone. Mouse Gear is gone. Yep. Uh, the section behind that is being widened. Guardians Rides under construction. Test Track refurbishment. Ratatouille under construction. <laughs> it's, uh, there might be something else I'm forgetting, but there's there's just – yeah, there's tons and tons of yeah. stuff under construction right now. And then and you can actually see now where they're starting to work on the Moana uh, water feature between uh, the old mall and um, <laughs> the Imagination Pavilion. So yeah. right in between there, you can see that as well. And Disney, it's funny, Disney's so good at hiding construction, but they can't hide a lot of this. So it's no. interesting. Like when we were just there a couple weeks ago, the giant beams, they've tore all the exterior down from where Starbucks and Club Cool and all were, but it's still all the entire giant beams, you know, metal beams and steel that are there, and they just tower over the wood fencing that they put in. So you can just kind of see what's going on in a lot of the areas. So it's very different than, I think, normal Disney construction. Yeah, I agree. And I'm very curious if, you know, especially Spaceship Earth's going to go under construction here pretty soon, too. Yeah. And so I'm very curious if they are going to keep the entrance there with all that going on, if they're going to kind of have a side entrance or something different. I, I don't know. I'd be, I'm, I'll be, i be kind of surprised if they keep it all there because it's just if the first impression you're just going to have of Epcot is just going to be construction. Right. And like heavy construction. But yeah. yeah. As soon as you walk through the turnstiles, half of it is blocked off where all those uh, statues, you know, with the photos and stuff were there. Half of that is still walled off. So as soon as you walk through the turnstile, you're met with construction. Yeah. And we really haven't seen that anywhere else short of them just refurbishing or adding some new entry points, like when they changed over at Magic Kingdom, and there's still some work going on there, but like yeah. the actual park under construction, it's it's in your face. <laughs> it Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and like we said, there's not a lot of news stories this week. Um, so we discussed some little things here we'll discuss, and we'll kind of go, we'll just have a little discussion at the end here. But um Hollywood Studios is continuing to move all more or yeah all morning extra magic hours to evenings in March, uh, eight thirty to ten thirty most extra magic hour days. Uh, April has uh, morning extra magic hours, but those will probably probably shift tonight as well. Um, I don't know the exact. I mean, do you think you have you know the reason why on those? I mean, I I don't know. I think that they're going. To- I don't know, because really, as long as it still stands, these extra magic hours were not going to include Rise of the Resistance. I know. So, which kind of makes sense, because they wouldn't be 100% sure on how to do boarding groups right. with extra magic hours, so it kind of makes sense, but I don't know if that's just what the shift is. If they want to get back to regular 9 a.m. openings, and they're thinking if people want to get there for the 9 a.m. opening, and they want to do... You know, got uh, Rise of the Resistance. They can get their boarding group, but then they can hang out later that night. I don't know. I prefer evening 
extra magic hours in the morning myself. I do too. Um, just ba- just based on time alone, nothing else. I just I would rather stay up later than get up earlier. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, and usually it's I don't know. It's a little bit more chill. Mm-hmm. Extra morning hours, e- extra magic hours at night versus in the morning. It, yeah. it just has a different feel to it. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, see, Lacillier is offering a weekend brunch during Festival of the Arts, uh, which is January eighteenth through February twenty third. It is $67 per adult and $39 per child. Uh, I feel... I Jamie asked me if I wanted to do this. And I'm like, I kind of want to do this a little bit. I've never really done a brunch. Yeah. Did you did you look it up? I did. Uh, it doesn't have... I think mimosas were included in terms of drinks, but I um, I didn't see all of the food items. I can look it up here real quick. Well, well, I, yeah, I have it up. Here's what's, here's what's weird, and this is where I think the price is kind of up there unless all the mimosas are included you get one choice of an appetizer one choice of an entree and one choice of a dessert and there's not a lot of options um there's four appetizers there's three entrees and then they are going to give you like assorted pastries uh yogurt and mixed fruit for the table but boy if you're going to drop 67 for a brunch and i would go ahead and pay the extra shoot 22 dollars and go to california grill i was going to ask how much (laughs) california grills is because i think it's 99 is yeah. legit so yeah. yeah i would actually you know that's a good point if you're and i think with california grill it's like unlimited mimosas too it is an unlimited food yeah here it's stating you get to pick one so this this is set up more like a dining package yeah it kind um, of is yeah so i mean that that part's kind of interesting to me I, I didn't expect that when i searched the menu i thought it would be like an all you can eat type thing because it's a fixed price right yeah normally that is what they do right yeah so. i would say i think at that point yeah i mean it what's the you know an extra 20 bucks and get you all you can eat all you can drink mm-hmm. i think that would be and california grill uh it's just i think a better overall experience oh in totally. my opinion so yeah yeah I, w- I would agree with that uh we got some news on beauty and the beast sing-along will play this is going to be the new uh sort of featured sing-along thing over in the france pavilion at epcot uh it will play each day from 11 a.m to 7 p.m with Impressions de France taking over in the evening from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Peluse de Cinema at Epcot's France Pavilion starting uh, on the 17th, which is probably when you're hearing this, which is which will be today. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that show. Um, it's, you know, it's more IP in Epcot. Yeah. But I think, it, you know, with Ratatouille going in there, I don't think that they're really shying away from IPs in Epcot anymore. So, you know, I think it's just, you know, if you don't like it, it's it's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm interested to see it because I automatically in my head want to think of Frozen sing-along, but I don't, there's not really the space or the stage in this theater to add live actors unless they just perform basically on the floor in front of you. So I... Is it just literally going to be all screen, I guess, and say, hey, here's Beauty and the Beast. There's probably a new setup, and it's like, we're going to play three songs, sing along to them. That, that part will be interesting I, to see how they do it. I think that may be what it is. I don't know, yeah. but it, it, yeah, that yeah. very well could be what it is. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Well, we'll, we'll find out we'll here check out very soon. soon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there is now, in case you. We're concerned there wasn't a Baby Yoda stuff out there. Uh, there is a Baby Yoda Frappuccino you can get at Starbucks. It's a matcha green tea Frappuccino with caramel drizzle, then topped with whipped cream caramel and caramel crunchies. 
and it's available at all Starbucks as long as you know what to tell them. <laughs> I've have you seen pictures of this? I have not yet. It, it sounds like a mess. It yeah, <laughs> and none of that sounds good to me. I'm not big on fra- you know frappuccinos are just so sugary. Um, yeah. It it looks baby Yoda ish, I suppose. I mean, this is just a way for them to you know sell stuff, obviously, but yeah. Um, I don't know if it's any good. I'm not really big on green tea, so I don't know taste-wise how it is. But I've heard it, it's good. I've heard from a few people. They said it actually is pretty good. So, so maybe, maybe yeah, we'll try. green tea I'm cool with, but the matcha I am not. It tastes like yard clippings. Yeah, I've, I'm kind of I'm kind of there with you too. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm it, guessing that's for the color. It is. It totally yeah. is. Because now, yeah, now I'm looking at it and it it looks interesting. It's basically just I mean it's brown and green. It is not appetizing. It doesn't. No, right? it doesn't strike weird. you. Yeah, it doesn't strike you as uh, like, oh, that looks like it tastes amazing. It's like, yeah. It's just- when is when is Baby Yoda's fifteen minutes up? Because honestly, I'm kind of getting tired of him, <laughs> and I know you I'm going to get backlash for that. But it's like, all right, okay, it's how much more? Do it's we a good need? question. I mean, <laughs> Baby Yoda plays into sort of like how people view babies, and yeah. ba- people don't really get tired of babies. Yeah, this is true. I mean, I don't know. It depend. You know, I'd be curious to see what happens with him going forward in the stories. And yeah. I'm sure at this point now, Disney's like, hmm, as baby. Yoda. But then you don't want like you don't want a teenage Yoda. Like then no one's gonna want that. But no, that's gonna get odd. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It'd be I. It's it's interesting with that because I I actually enjoy the Mandalorian part of it. I know a lot of people like the Mandalorian just because of baby Yoda, but I actually do like the Mandalorian story stuff with that. That's how I but, am too. Yeah, it's it's kind of Mandalorians are kind of interesting. They're they're very much like a, um, you know, like a lot of times they had. There's a lot of books out there that were written about the Mandalorian stuff that mm-hmm. I think now they're considered canon. But there was a whole whole canon of just books that were written after the original Star Wars that just had some really cool stories. And Mandalorians were kind of part of that. But okay, yeah. yeah. But then when Disney bought them, they kind of went through and said, "This is canon. This isn't," and they kind of picked right. and chose different things but um like there was one where luke was just had become so powerful i mean he just had grown and, and could do so much cool stuff so yeah it's interesting when you look at all those but uh but yeah that's all the news we really have like i said there's not much news uh so we figured since we've got jeremy on here we can have a little discussion uh about a couple of things maybe to do with uh some you know the ride systems in in disney so i I guess i'll ask you first off how long do you think the virtual queues will be in place for uh rise of the resistance um you know are they gonna do you think they'll do the same thing for mickey minnie's runaway railway as well like at the same time yeah i think i mean they've got to do it for mickey's and minnie's runaway railway because we're we're within the time period we're we're 60 days out we're under 60 days out I know. So they're not going to open Fast Pass. There's been no announcement, no talk really of Fast Pass. So I think they do the virtual queue for that as well. And I'm still almost under the thought that I think virtual queue is here to stay. I, I don't think it goes away. Um, I don't think it does either. And with, you know, Ron and I have said this a few times because all this time you go up and you look at both a Smuggler's Run and you look at Rise of the Resistance and you go, well, they've got touch points for Fast Pass. Or do they? Are those touch points for virtual queue? Now, that wouldn't explain smugglers because the virtual queue hasn't been implemented. Right. But it's possible that in the future, because right now what happens is when your boarding pass is, your boarding group is called and you get notified, right now you're going up to a cast member. 
and they've got the iPads and they're scanning your band. And for the most part, they're kind of verifying you are who you are. I'm guessing that I could give you my band. I don't think a photo's showing up, though it could. I didn't notice that one was. I could probably, probably give not. you my band and then you could scan it and they'll be like, oh, Jeremy, go ahead. And you walk in. Right. But I don't know if you could do it with, you know, you take Kalen's band. They might look at it and be like, oh, I'm not so sure you're Kalen. Are you switching bands? You know, so. Yeah. Um, but but it requires a touch point. So maybe the future is once things settle down, those cast members go away and that's your touch point is actually the fast pass turnstile. And does it become virtual queue or standby, much like Supercharged and Jimmy Fallon ride? Those virtual queues are here to stay. Yeah. So that's kind of my thought. And I would assume that you could only do one virtual queue at a time. So if you've got Runaway Railway and Rise, both with virtual queues, you probably are going to have to make your pick that morning which one you want to do. So you don't think they'll let you be able to do, like, get one for one and then the other one? I don't. Do you know how it is at Universal? With their virtual queue system, are you allowed to get more than one? Well, when I was there, they only had Jimmy Fallon. Okay. So I don't. I haven't been there since they've had both those. Um, but this whole system reminds me of like how the Fast Pass system used to be. Very much so. And, and, which is kind of funny in that sense. Um, now I, I completely agree with you. I think Fast are the the virtual queues here to stay. I, I yeah. think this is the future of theme parks because. You know, Disney doesn't want you waiting in line, not buying things. They want you walking around the park, enjoying yourself, spending money, all those things. Um, and also, you know, Jamie was asking about uh, Rise of the Resistance. She's like, well, when will they do, you know, like a normal Fast Pass line? I was like, I don't know if they will because the boarding groups, that ride breaks down so much. Yeah. That if a, if it breaks down, all you got to do is one boarding group's affected. If, if you've got a whole queue and it's five hours long, you got to clear out that whole thing every single time. Yep. And I think that until either the crowds die down or the technology gets to where it's not breaking down all the time, I don't think boarding groups are going to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't think virtual, like you said, I don't think virtual queue is going anywhere. And in fact, I probably think virtual queue is going to be at the very least on all brand new attractions will be the thing that they use at first. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that. And your mention of the fast pass you know, not only can you have a standby queue that's filled and they've got to clear it, but what happens every single time that just say Space Mountain goes down and it goes down almost daily, you have, if it's down for an hour, you have an hour full of several overlapping fast passes. Yeah. As soon as it comes back up, everybody rushes there and then you have a fast pass line that's, you know, stretching halfway across Tomorrowland. The boarding groups eliminate that because, as you said, it's probably only affecting one boarding group. Right. And then they can come back later and they might double up on some of the others, but it's not near as bad. Well, and um, also when a ride breaks down, they give out fast passes mm -hmm. and then that causes the other fast pass lines at other attractions. All of a sudden yeah. those things get filled up. So when you, I mean literally when you do the you do the boarding groups, you have the virtual queue, like you said, it eliminates that problem. You don't yeah. they're gonna give those people fast passes to make up for it, but you're talking one boarding group and not a whole line's worth of people. Right. So I think we're going to see a system where we're going to have fast passes still, but I think we're going to have this virtual queue on like bigger brand new attractions. Yeah. And I think yeah. this is going to be a good mix of you can still get fast passes for, you know, uh, Big Thunder Mountain and things like that. Now, the, the question will be when they open up Tron, if they use a virtual queue. I um, think so. I think they will too. Jamie and I were talking about this. Like, I think they will because I think this is just what they're going to do. I think they know that it's going to have a big... Um, you know, a, a big 
anticipation for it and and they're going to want people coming in but yeah uh, yeah i'll have to wait and see on that yeah and and my only thought process for them saying you can only get one virtual queue at a time is from a business standpoint which is if day if you're going to go for a week and normally you're thinking well i'm only going to go to hollywood studios once you may be forced to go twice now if you want to ride both rise and mickey and minnie's runaway railway so you know i mean it almost could be like yeah you can only pick one all right, well, we rode Rise today, which means we got to come back tomorrow. So it almost would force people to <coughs> go back to Hollywood Studios or get a park hopper so that they could go yeah. and, and make sure that they ride all the big rides. And the same thing could happen at Epcot once Ratatouille and Cosmic Rewind are both open. Um, so we, I, and, and with the way that this went, you know, we didn't even know there was a virtual queue until the moment, basically, that Rise of the Resistance opened. Yeah. And... Now, they have actually been proactive with Disneyland, uh, which opens today at the, you know, when the recording comes out, they open Rise of the Resistance today. They actually did put out information on here's the boarding groups, here's how they'll work, but people already knew it. I have a feeling that March 4th is going to come, they're going to open the park early or whatever for people that want to get on Runaway Railway, and they're going to say, oh, by the way, there's a boarding group. Here's the same process. Um, Yeah. And if the app can handle that. Well, and like you were talking about with Smuggler's Run, like are those touch points for fast passes? I think they eventually. My guess is they can be both for boarding mm-hmm. groups and for fast passes. And I think what you know eventually, because you know it's hard to believe, but eventually rides won't be as popular. And at that point, it's like what Universal did as well with the Harry Potter stuff. Is at first you couldn't get their their version of the fast pass for it. It was excluded from it. Mm-hmm. And then now it's part of it. So I think eventually you'll see those folded in there and then you can get fast passes for Rise and for Smuggler's Run and then they'll open up that fast pass lane. Yep. So I think that's probably the exact same strategy Disney's going to do. Uh, it makes sense. It it also is the best, you know, I guess you call it the fairest way to, to deal with the crowds. It's sort of a first come first serve. Like instead of just yeah. having the fast pass thing, it's just like, well, if you get if you get here, which I kind of like, like if you're willing to get up early and get here first and you, you get to get in line first and i know people complain about that but i i think that's the fairest way to do it it just it makes a lot of sense well it is i mean and and again i think people look at it differently because it's disney so they want to complain but let's be honest if you're going to a sporting event or you're going to a concert and you want the best parking space you would just get there earlier than everyone yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the way that life works and shoot for concerts because, you know, we know this most a lot of these concerts have open general admission on the floor. If you want to be up front right at the stage, you get there at like 7 a.m. for a 7 p.m. concert. Yeah. And it, it you, you can't say, well, that's not fair because somebody else doesn't want to get there at 7 a.m. Well, then somebody else doesn't want to be there at the front of the stage or they don't want to ride rise of the resistance unfortunately if we've said many times disney takes a lot of planning you don't just show up and just do what you want on your own leisure if you want to ride rise you get there early and i think it's plenty fair because otherwise if they don't do these boarding groups you know smugglers run is still usually less than two hours for a wait which in in brand new park ride openings is not horrible when you consider flight of passage can still break three or four hours on a regular basis. So I think they're right. okay with smugglers. You would easily have a 10 hour wait day in and day out for rise of the resistance. You would have tens of thousands of people in that line every single day. Yeah. So even if they, even if you decided, well, there is a standby, I'm going to mosey into the park at noon. 
you're still possibly not riding or you're waiting all day to ride. So for sure. Again, yeah. like, what would you prefer? And I, yeah, and I think people don't realize that. I think they yeah. think that they, you know, I mean, yeah, it would be fantastic if you could wake up at 10, go yeah. to the park at 11, ride rides by noon, go get some lunch. It's like, yeah, that'd be great. But that's not how it is. Like, you know, and, and I know people complain about, you know, whatever, that they're, they're not morning people or anything like that. You know, I, there's Disney's in that situation where it's like, well, what do you want us to do? Like, do you want us to hold right. back spots for people that are like, well, if you're not an early riser, here's some noon spots you can grab. <laughs> you know, it, it's just and for the, you know, who knows how long I, I could see this being the case for a couple of years. I mean, we, we just now have seen Flight of Passage still has yeah. tons of weight. I mean, that that hasn't really gotten any lower, uh, even uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. Yeah. Seven Doors Mine Train still has incredible wait times. So. I, I don't really anticipate rise dropping in wait times in the next couple of years even. Yeah. No, I agree. And would you want to see them implement virtual queue backwards to something like Flight of Passage or Seven Doors Mind? That Train? would be interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting because, you know, you, you would – you yeah, they'd mess up the whole fast pass system, but then it would much more – I would like it better, I think. I mean, that's a good conversation. Should Disney go more to these like these attractions? Like, You still have the Fast Pass system. You can still get Fast Passes. But for these big, high-weight attractions, they're like, okay, we're going to do a virtual queue, first come, first serve. Like, I feel like that that's a good way to handle that. Um, you know, I, I, I could see the arguments against it, but I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. I, I would I would like to see it on, like you said, the, the biggest attractions. So... Let's do it with Flight of Passage. Let's do it with Seven Dwarves. I mean, those are the two I think right away you could almost go back and do it because, yeah. as we've said before, Disney's got people standing in lines for four hours. Those people aren't spending money elsewhere, and they're not enjoying stuff elsewhere, and customer satisfaction starts to slowly decline. And, you know, you have plenty of people that are already showing up for Rope Drop at Pandora anyway, and it become it's still it still is, you know, Disney handles it so well, so they're walking the people back. But it's still a mad rush, and it is still, I see, could be dangerous at times. You yeah. know, boarding boarding groups, get rid of all that. So uh, yeah. I would as like long, to see them implement it back. As long as the technology can handle it, which right. I've, I've seen less and less issues with the app with, yeah. on this. I mean, every once but you're still going to. I mean, you're talking about the amount of people that are getting onto an app at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing that it doesn't break down more than it does. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I you know, we'll see what it does, but I, I could see that being the future of things for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, all right, well, I think that's about all we've got for the show today. Uh, like I said, it's a slow news day. We don't want to mind you. So we still, we've kind of revamped the way that we do the news over at ctmnetwork.news. So, uh, we were writing content and with everything going on with, with moving and, and, you know, our energies needed elsewhere, we kind of got into it and we're like, okay, this is taking more resources than we wanted. So what we've kind of turned that into now is sort of an aggregate site. So you can go there and we will basically just link to stories in other places, but it's kind of a central point for you to go. And we've got tons of news stories that way too. So it's a bit easier for us to handle that. Uh, and it still gives you a solid news source. So you can just all the news from all the different platforms on there uh, that are in one spot for you. So ctmnetwork.news, you can bookmark that. Eventually, we will write our own news stories again. It's just right now, um, our energies are probably better used elsewhere. So that's kind of what we're going to do with that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, oh, probably if you want, 
this would be the last week if you want to order any shirts. I think we may run a little sale uh, about a moving sale, but because I'm not gonna be able to print any shirts uh, while we're moving, so I might run a little sale there, twenty um, percent off, something like that. So if you want shirts for your trip or anything like that, get those in uh, probably early next week, and then uh, yeah, so that be a lot. Got you got anything else you need to announce, Jeremy? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. It's yeah, I. He, it, it's weird because I know we've been fortunate enough to know for a while that you guys were planning to move here, but even for us, it's starting to like sink in. It's kind of weird. Like I'm thinking oh, yeah. like, I was just thinking, I was like literally like two and a half weeks from now, we'll be recording the Diz dudes like side by side in person. Like, yeah. and from there on out, you know, we've done yeah. it once or twice before when we were at Disney at the same time. I think we've done like two episodes in the same room. And so it's even starting to like, I think hit me, and I, so I can't imagine what you guys are. Yeah, thinking. Oh yeah, I'm like, whoa, they actually are going to live here. This well, because we're yeah, we're talking about like going on uh, February seventh to go do like uh, the um, villains after hours, yeah. and we might actually we might make it a whole day and try and do Rise of Resistance in the morning, hit Festival of the Arts, and then go to Villains and then go home, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> but we're like, oh, we might be able to do that. Which is we're just talking about it. like that's insane. It is that yep. I think the first time I ever wake up in my own bed, drive to Disney in two hours. I'm going to be like, Whoa, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it is great. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's times that we've, we're literally sitting down to eat dinner and I'm like, we were in Disney like two and a half hours ago. Like yeah. literally we we're in Disney too. It's, it's kind of surreal, but it's definitely, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, really anytime we go to Disney now, it's, it's uh drive to the airport and yeah, get on yeah. the plane. And it's just this whole thing. It's just, it's going to be nice. It's going to be different, but uh, we're we're looking forward to it for sure. So yep, uh, but yeah, so that's all we've got. So thank you, Jeremy, for filling in. Uh, You're welcome. Great, definitely appreciate it. And uh, hopefully the little ones here get well and all that good stuff. But uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. And as Jamie always likes to say, we will see you in the parks. 